All right, very welcome along to um, our second edition of DadCast in the last four days. Something weird must be happening in the world, lad, because uh, all four of us are on a podcast for the second time in four days. I, don't, I have no idea what could have been driving such productivity. Who are you talking to, Jer? <laughs> oh, frozen me there. Dave, Dave, has, uh, Dave has moved to the caves, it seems. <laughs> We're all very polite and only, only speaking when spoken to. Right, it's going to be like that. This is the uh, downside of Zoom. If anybody's been using this, um, we did a, a cool call with it last week and it was chaos. But ultimately, somebody took charge and said, why doesn't everybody mute their own individual Zoom? And then when they have something to say or when I ask them to speak, then they can talk to us. And it, was, it all worked very well after that. I don't think this podcast is going to do well from being invited into the conversation, Jerry. It's not really the way we operate, I don't think. Well, we're kind of screwed, right? That's, that's clearly not going to work, Adrian. <laughs> well, thank you, Jer. Um, yeah, over to... Yeah, no, I think that we should just operate by normal rules and whatever chaos ensues, <laughs> so be it. Whoever's internet works best gets the most airtime. Not looking at anybody, Dave, but, uh, you know... That's me screwed. <laughs> Why are you broadcasting from the moon, Dave? What's going on? I'm broadcasting from the playroom because right now it's the quietest room in the house. And I thought I had the best sound quality in the house, but maybe that's not quite the case. I'm still reeling from my incident on the street this afternoon with some psycho who uh, pretended to cough into the face of myself and my three and five year old sons. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, some absolutely person. It was a woman, maybe early to mid twenties, and at first I didn't realise what had happened. I thought, no, that can't possibly have just happened. She was walking past us. We were on the path. She was coming the same direction as we were, and just as she walked past my shoulder, she leaned into me and coughed, and I thought, no, this is some surreal event that I'm clearly misjudging and then I walked after and as I was walking after she turned around to me again and coughed into my face a second time oh, here. But the first time she was like right on my shoulder right beside me and she leaned into the three of us the last two lads were on their little bikes she leaned into the three of us and purposely coughed um, obviously when it happened a second time the red mist descended and I chased her down the street. <laughs> what? <laughs> what else are you going to do? I don't. I'll, I'll tell you in a minute what else you could do. But go on. <laughs> so um, I obviously couldn't chase her too far because I couldn't leave the two lads just on their own in the middle of the footpath with passing traffic on the road. Um, she thankfully had to stop because she got to a pedestrian crossing. Uh, I gave her a couple of choice words and then took her photo. Right. Is I'm not going to share that photo on this podcast, Dave. <laughs> Don't hold it up. <laughs> well, I, haven't, I haven't shared it with anybody. It's still in my phone. I'm not sure what I would do with well, it. A couple well, of friends of mine have asked. Go on. Yeah, what, what were your choice words? I, I mean, look, we're among friends. So what exactly did you say and what did she say? She, I think she was foreign because I couldn't really understand her. She had a very peculiar accent. 
I'm sure she has. To be fair, Dave. Anybody outside, anybody outside Dublin for you is a peculiar accent. So that's not that doesn't quite narrow it. Down. Well, I don't know if anybody, anybody with Northside accent, Dave likes to uh, you know pretend he doesn't understand. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm a well-rounded individual with uh, roots in various different parts of the country. You know that well. But I um, I told her what I thought of her. What she was doing was absolutely despicable, and that I would be uh, sending her picture to the guards. Did you? And are you going to? I don't know. I mean, like, what? What would you do? Um, well, let me let me tell you what just happened to to me. So I was in the queue for the supermarket, and uh, there was like a a family group, a mother who's like in her fifties or sixties, and three kids. Maybe so. Maybe the mother's a bit younger. Um, kids could have been between like fifteen and twenty, and or maybe fifteen and twenty-two, and. The twenty-year-old-ish looking fella stood right beside me, and um, I looked at him and went, "You know, like I was wearing a mask, right? I was like, you know, two meters." And uh, he threatens to slap the head off me for getting smart with him. I was like, "Huh?" And uh, yeah, it's uh, people are a bit tense, Dave. People are a bit tense. Um. Well, yes, I understand that people are a bit tense, but there is a way to behave. Now, thankfully, these people are in the vast minority. Some people are ignorant, some people are thick, and some people think it's funny to pretend that they're copying into the faces of it. I've seen it happen, or I've read that it's happened to some elderly people who are out walking, that younger lads think it's funny to cough into their face because they know how vulnerable the elderly people in our population must be feeling at the moment. Um, I'm not quite sure it's a criminal offence, but it's obviously despicable behaviour. How anybody can think it's funny is just beyond me. But again, we're talking about people who probably aren't the sharpest knives in the drawer in the first place. So you can't you really sure? legislate for the lowest common denominator. Sure, are you sure she just didn't have a cough? No, it was a very pronounced, deliberate, purposeful cough. It's a, 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 quite obviously a fake cough. It wasn't the cough of somebody that's suffering from COVID-19. Um, there's so many questions here. I, I, I mean, I, you're, you're one, obviously, you agree, the guy, you were so egregious to this guy that obviously he felt so outraged that he had to respond in that way. But, yeah, um, yes, clearly, I was like, yeah, let's maintain a bit of social distance here. But Dave, uh, you know, why, it, it isn't two weeks. Why did this, why, why did she do it? Who knows, Adrian? Like, there are some very odd people out there that fall into a number of categories like I've described. There's the ignorant, the stupid, the vindictive, and then there are one or two people that are just a little bit unhinged. I have a feeling that she probably belongs in category number four. I hear, is there any chance that this is the same moment that you chased around the car park because she parked in the children's <laughs> <laughs> children's <laughs> <laughs> Wow. It's a good, it's a good uh, chance. Absolutely no chance. No. <laughs> No chance. Where did you get the mask well, here? Look. We had some left over. <laughs> From what? <laughs> From what? <laughs> From the SARS virus of 2003. Um, for work reasons, my wife had them. Um, there's, no, there's no great mystery. She didn't need them anymore, and uh, so... Um, but they're they're like completely useless. They're like they're just for you know they're not uh, we're not denying any 
medical practitioners the much needed personal protective equipment that they don't seem to have enough of at the moment. So, um, but it was uh, it wasn't very well, not very pleasant. And how did it end? I turned around in the queue and didn't look back. Did get my phone out just to make sure that if I was going to get attacked, that I was at least going to have some photographic evidence. Wow. Wow. Unpleasant. I will say that. It was unpleasant. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Mine was a deeply so, unpleasant experience. What did your kids say? They couldn't believe it. Even my eldest, who's only five, knew what had happened. He said, did that woman just cough at us, Daddy? And he also asked, did she have the coronavirus? And Jesus. since we got home, he's asked me, have, I, have you sent the picture of that lady to the guards yet, Daddy? So it's obviously something that's yeah. very unsettling, particularly when you're in the presence of your two young children. Well, this is a happy start to our uh, second show in four days. <laughs> what? Uh, how? How is the head, everybody? Nathan, you go first. Uh, it's not too bad. Probably better than it's been over the last ten days. I, like, I'm more just concerned about getting the virus at this stage. Like, I've sort of got into a little bit of a rhythm. Like, life would be grand. Like, staying at home. You know, doing a, not leaving the house very often, having to curtail all your social events, all that you could deal with if you knew you were going to get through this without getting the bloody virus. And the more cases I read of very healthy people in their 20s and 30s getting it, I'm like, God, like, I do remember a month ago talking to people going, oh, I just almost want to get it and get it over with because, you know, I'm in my 30s. I'm just going to brush this off. And maybe you will, and maybe most people in their 30s do. But you just read so many horror stories. It scares the living shit out of you. Yeah. You are just clinging to your 30s, though, Nathan. Like, I mean, I wouldn't be, you're, you're squeaking into that category. So, like, I wouldn't be too, no, too cocksure no. of yourself there. I'm thir 38, Jer, so I'm still very much in my 30s. Don't you worry. Yeah. All right. I mean, I mean, uh, when yeah, those okay. stats go up, I'm in a different band to you. Yeah. 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 For now. For now. For like, for it's going to not be that long. COVID 22 is going to be the one that gets you where they're like, no, he can't have a ventilator. He's 40 in a day. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. So. You want to watch it. That's all I'm saying is you want to watch this level of bragging about, oh, look, I'm, I'm, this, I'm this young, healthy specimen. I'm going to be fine. Um, what, what, what is the most now, insane thing you've done over the last couple of weeks in trying to... So I, like, I'm now not going to any big supermarkets. Today I went to like three little shops. And in the first two, I was there by myself and somebody else walked in. And like, this panic almost came yeah. upon me of I mean, this other person who's just walked into the shop. Where have they been? But they, why did they walk towards and, me? And, Get out of the shop. And you're, you're right. You're 100% right. But these guys queuing up your ass. Who then take it as a personal affront? Getting smart of me. It's like, I'm not getting smart with you. I'm like, then I was going to launch into I'm trying to protect us all here. And it's like, fuck you. If you want to go around smearing your corona germs all over the place, fuck you. <laughs> Larry David has not got a patch on your germs. This is I, I, can't, I can't tell if like, Ratcheting up the aggression in these instances is actually the right thing to do. Stop. Run, run, run a mile. Oh, this is all. I... Yeah, this is all Esprit Descalier, obviously. I did not, not do any of that. I just stood there seething, glad that the, the mask was adding some layer of faux intimidation. But you had to close your eyes. Draw pictures in the mask from now on. 
keep your eyes closed so he doesn't like stare into your eyes or whatever. <laughs> um, it is the one thing I definitely find that like, you know, the cocooning thing is mentioned or whatever and the self-isolation and all that, but I'm definitely finding that the craziest thing that I do every day is go for a walk, like at a fairly quiet road up and down. We might meet seven or eight people. You'll have a good conversation with them from a distance. Um, but I just find increasingly that like the more, and I'm not watching much of it, I have to say, I've really checked out of the news. I'm paying a bit of heat to current affairs and not much heed to the news, I suppose, is really the way I'm looking at it at the minute. But um, I do find that the more it goes on, the more I'm, the idea of leaving the house is getting less and less appetizing that 100 walks around a tiny back garden is um, probably not, not that far in the, uh, the distant future. Yeah, it's, it's noticeable that uh, neither of you two who, uh, work on off the ball are actually in the office that much compared to uh, myself and Joe Malloy trooping in and out every day smearing our corona germs. Every well, exactly. We're protecting you, We're protecting you. Are, you. you are. Yeah, you're, you're the heroes who don't wear things <laughs> but who, who drink grapes. Um, the craziest thing I did was I just bought some um, powdered semi-skimmed milk. It's like, well, if Armageddon's coming and we end up having to use this, I'll know things have got pretty bad. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't believe if, that is I, grim. if I can't believe if Armageddon is coming and things have got that grim, you got the semi-skilled semi. Skill, semi uh, That's all I had. That's all I had. All the good stuff was obviously gone. <laughs> Get the cream gin. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, possibly. Uh, the other issue, obviously, that is like whenever um, full lockdown is announced, is like, what the hell is the Easter Bunny going to do? How will the Easter Bunny arrive with? Um, all of the stuff that there's no inter-border travels this could be an issue mm. do i still have my easter bunny outfit <laughs> i'll have to go look i'll have to go. I, yeah, I was thinking today when i was in the shop i should have bought a lot of easter eggs just in case um well you can't obviously i mean obviously you know I, I did that last week and they're like, what, what are these, what are these for? I was like, oh, just in case I get hungry between now and, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. Good, good point. <laughs> yes, good, good point. So I haven't, um, I haven't made the same mistake again. Obviously I've had to eat all those, which is a, a bit of a, that's the real tragedy in this whole thing. Are you wiping stuff down? Like, you, we got an IKEA delivery today, a desk from IKEA, and the care I took about not touching the box. Clearly, we didn't answer the door to the delivery guy and um, didn't touch the box at all and then wiped everything inside the box down. Um, and, like, I do feel as if I'm sort of living in some sort of a twilight zone and that maybe I'm taking things too far. What are you doing? Like... Taking things too far, absolutely. What not that the right thing to do? Aren't I, you better to be mm, the person who was a week early on this than a week late? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm concerned about, I'm, I'm not sure that the world is ever going back to where it was about three weeks or a month ago, but I am concerned about my own approach to get, getting out of bed in the morning once all this thing is done. Well, we were talking about this on uh, OTBAM the other day. It was like, um, our, you know, do we expect high fives again when something happens in a football match? Uh, I don't, actually. I don't expect people to be shaking hands again. I do expect people to be going, oh, how are you? How's it going? Or like, how are you? As opposed to um, the, the meaty handshake 
which which we've now come to realize is you know it's a receptacle of a lot of germs there was a horrific piece in the um new york magazine i think it was where they they talked about like uh they took a guy who uh who ends up dying from it it's a fictionalized version of of how he dies and they talked about the uh, parts per million of bacteria and, and the virus and how it ultimately gets into a system through you know mediocre hand washing and at one point it was um uh fecal matter like a smidge of fecal matter that he left in the coat of his ex-girlfriend that did for her and i was like is this are we have we all been walking around with like shitty hands shaking hands hugging people like this is this is that really we've just been a filthy disgusting race who are now killing each other because of our own filth. Is that what happens? That's not a great look. Not a great look. You will, it will be interesting to see how long it takes once we come through the end of this for the old norm turn, or if they do at all. Like, will we ever see a hand been shaken again? Will we see players hugging and kissing after a big goal is scored? Will we see fans with their arms around each other hugging random strangers in seat eight, 5A beside them that you know, they barely know because they might happen to be a season ticket holder. What will the pubs look like? What will the trains look like? I, I don't think it will take long for human behavior to revert to what it was. We see it when it comes to economic recession. That might happen once every 15 to 20 years. Very seldom are the mistakes of the past learned from. And I would fear that this will be something similar. Well, it was noticeable in Japan uh, that a lot of people wear masks. In Hong Kong, everybody wears masks. Like, we will all be wearing masks, I think, uh, by the end of this um, and into the future as a, a means of, certainly in flu season, of uh, stopping spreading it. Everybody will get vaccinated for flu, uh, I, I suspect, and everybody will get vaccinated as soon as the vaccine arrives for COVID-19 in a way that um, that's, that's behavioral shift because uh, that is a change from from what has happened up to this point. Did you all get flu vaccines this year? No. No. Nope. I did, but um, like I, I got it because I got the flu a couple of years ago and it was horrific. So I was like, I'm not getting that again. And so for 30 quid, you don't get it. But like little bits like that. And certainly I've, you, you see people wear masks now in a, at a much higher level than even you expect sometimes. You're like, oh, okay. But you still see people who aren't wearing masks, who aren't wearing gloves, who are like coughing or standing up your hole in a queue. And it's like, what the hell is going on? These people clearly don't have a clue. Aren't paying enough attention. Yeah, I yeah, think... There's, there's yeah, nothing, I, 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 go on. There's nothing you can do about those people, Jared. They will be there always, no matter what the circumstances are. It's up to us to just avoid them as best we can to teach our children the way to behave in such a scenario so that you are not the parent of this leech someday that is going to behave like the guy that you came across in the queue this afternoon. That's all we can do as parents. But you will never get away from the fact that there will always be people like that out there in society. But that's what's really frustrating about all of this, that you can do everything right and do everything right by your kids and deny your kids and deny them and get them to buy into this and then you walk outside and some fucking idiot ruins the whole thing for you and that's bloody yeah. frustrating like that that is every time i go to the shop i'm like oh my god like i'm with adrian you kind of go i was saying somebody left some um post outside yesterday and i'm kind of going like how do i carry this in even today coming back from the shops i'm like do i dump the bags do i 
clean my hands before I put the stuff in the fridge or after I put my stuff in the fridge and then do I clean it all down? Does any of this yeah. actually matter? Because how long does it last on a surface like a loaf of bread, the, you know, the bag that the <laughs> bread is bread. in? Like this is, a, I'm like, why am I stressed? Like the level of stress. Yeah. Oh, the stress levels are off the charts. Like washing down the apples. Washing down the apples with palm olive and hot water is that's. Uh, I think that. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> that's the moment, you know. It's um, yeah, it's getting a bit out of hand. Um, but yeah, I mean, part of that, uh, I'll, I'll, sorry, Adrian. I'll be honest. Like my, I'm not. I, I'm not sure my anxiety levels have gone up, but my. The amount of time I'm spending thinking about it, like a, a couple of days ago, I had a dry throat and I felt a little more tired than I would ordinarily have felt. And I remember waking up about in about three in the morning. I tossed and turned for about two hours, fearing that I was coming down with COVID nineteen. And they, I, I really look forward to the day where I can get sick or feel just a tiny bit off, five percent off. And not worry that it's something incredibly serious, and not and that it's not just a common cold. Because I I don't know if you read the piece by Brendan O'Connor in the Sunday Independent uh, at the weekend just gone, but he talked about we're grieving for a lifestyle that we've lost, and it's absolutely true. It's it must be what people who are very ill think about all the time. The solace they get is in their sleep, and then they wake up and you wonder how long it takes before the reality of their life and their circumstances dawns on them. And that's what it's like for me every single morning that I wake up. I wake up, take a few seconds to, right, what day is this? Oh, where am I? And then within 10 seconds, oh yeah, we're living in the era of COVID-19. What are we gonna to do today? How are we gonna protect the lads? How are we gonna keep my hands clean? How do I avoid the dickheads on the street that don't wanna take the precautions that I'm willing to take? And there is, a, there is that fear. And I know we're really grimming each other out in this particular pod, and as a consequence, probably our viewers and listeners, but as Nathan said, you can do absolutely everything that's asked of you and still get this fire. I said to somebody about you know, that for someone in my position who doesn't necessarily have to go in and out of work every day, that there's no excuse for me coming down with COVID-19. I completely have changed my mind on that. I know that there is a chance I will get it, despite what I might be trying to do day in, day out. Yeah, I think happy thoughts, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think the other side of it as well is like the impact on your kids, right? Like, so that delivery comes today, and the two kids are milling around because they're like as gone as stir crazy in the house as I am, and they just want to get out in the road and out the street and have a bit of a muck around. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, just yeah, just don't touch the box, just don't touch the box. I'm trying to explain to like a 16 month old not to touch the box is like obviously bonkers, uh, and the elder guy is like, give it a. Yeah, but he but he's also listening and he's like, okay, I can't touch the box. And I feel like shit about that. Like, that's it's so like, when you consider what we were doing when we were kids and it's not like um, the grass is always greener type of thing. Or, oh, when we were kids, you could touch the cardboard box. Um, it's a bit like that, but go it on. Is, it is fucking grim to have to say to a three-year-old. Like, it was like it was like... Um, uh, some sort of radioactive material, the way I was behaving around it, um, which is... Which is uh, it's a loss of innocence, Adrian, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's probably a good way of putting it there. Yeah, but there is that, like we spoke about it in the pod, that grieving thing, really. We, we spoke about it in the pod last, well, yeah, last week. Um, like, there is that. I think we're all in a bit of that, whether we know it or not. Um, and there was people definitely in touch 
I'd heard from people since that who are, I think there's a lot of, um, certainly men our age who uh, listen to this, who are going through very much the same thing. It's like the entire country has been diagnosed with an illness that we haven't yet got. So it's, it is that you talk about like being a cancer patient and you wake up in the morning and you almost wake up in the morning and go, okay, I feel all right. Thank Christ. I got through the night. I didn't wake up with a fever or a temperature. And we've no idea when that's going to finish. We've no idea when we're going to stop waking up and feeling like that. And that's bloody depressing. And it feels, this feels different. It feels, whereas most sort of tragedies that have, are most big events that have happened that could change your life, you need to be very unlucky for it to happen to you. This, it feels like you're going to need to be lucky to avoid it happening to you, which yeah, is, I mean, again, depressing. But is the, other, is the other side of it not like you were right about getting it and getting it getting through it like you you need to be unlucky for it to have a big impact on you when you get it not to be unlucky to get it the vast majority of people 60 slash 70 percent of us are going to get it over the next 18 months and eventually we probably will build up herd immunity but it's about not having everybody crash into the health system at the same time and um like the pe people who have had it there's been a wide range of outcomes everything from and it's generally been doctors and uh, and people in the front line medically who have been young and who have died from it which is horrific that that's their job and they're going in every day and they end up dying as a result of it um but there's been lots of people for whom it's just been very annoying and uh short sharp like short in general terms a week 10 days and uh, like one of us is going to get it in the next couple of weeks right so uh, fingers crossed, we don't end up being hospitalized and end up being a drain on the resources of the state for the people who really need it. I, like, I don't, I don't, I'm actually less worried about getting it than the other people around me who mm. might be impacted. That's where my anxiety is coming from. Like, if I get it, and okay, I've, I've not felt great for the last couple of weeks, I had like a tummy bug and I've had a cold, but the cold's getting a bit better. Hey, but you keep going into the office, Jer. Better. Well, it's a cold, Nathan. It's a cold. It is, for now. How do you know, though? How do I know it's cold? Because you don't get sniffles yeah. with the COVID nineteen. It's not one of the. It's not one of the. Um, or it's incredibly rare. Like, and also because I didn't have a fever that lasted for any length of time. Just the, the symptoms are written down. Like it's, you know, you can work it out pretty quickly. Well, I, I, uh, well, after I got up this morning. Um, I sort of said to myself, because I still didn't feel 100% when I woke up this morning, I said, I'm going to test myself, see exactly how you do feel. So I, I uh, tried to work out, which I managed to get through. And afterwards, I sneezed about three or four times. And just like you said there, Jer, I thought to myself, nice one, bring all the sniffles. Because everybody's telling me, say a lot of, everybody is telling me that that is not a symptom. So yeah, I, like you, was perfectly happy to be... Uh, to be sneezing multiple times. We've got a, a new visitor to the uh, to the podcast. Do you want to wave to the, hey Adam? Wave to the lads. Hey Adam. Oh, Captain very Adam. unimpressed. He's um, you're not. He's not impressed by what he's seen. And frankly, I don't blame him. Adam, is no, your is your enough. dad is your dad any good as a as a parent? <laughs> well, he I've got headphones on, Adrian. He can't hear you, but I'm pass sure on, he will. <laughs> Okay. Like, I can stay here. That's, that's a concern. <laughs> the, uh, well, how, what about 
How many of you are actually engaged in full-time parenting? Uh, well, yeah, I'll well, always say, even before oh. this, I was a full-time parent. But you weren't really. You had a job at which worked, where you worked five days a week and you were in England every Sunday. I'm going to say, if you're a full-time parent, bloody hell, <laughs> touche. <laughs> if you're a full-time parent, you're not watching too many box sets. I was talking with Adrian earlier on. I was like, I keep, I'm so, I keep hearing of all these people who are sitting down and playing hours of FIFA, our championship manager, are tearing through the box sets and they're going to finish Netflix. I'm like, I get like one, my, maybe one full episode of Love is Blind in the evening. And even then I'm like, oh, I should really go to bed. I'm shattered. Like, mm. The going to bed thing is like, I'm staying up way too late. Mm. And uh, I, I did eat again. I mean, we talked about this last week, but like, I managed to get through my second stash for the next four weeks. If, this, if they do have lockdown in the next 24 hours, there's going to be a lot of um, people cranky from the absence of sugar. The, the, Why? Uh, well, because I, I need some sugar, Dave. I mean... Well, why can't you just go to the shop and get it? Well, it says if there's lockdown coming, I mean... Um, well, no, I mean, chocolate will still be an essential service. It'll be fine. So I, I have It'll put down... So I've tried to be healthy. I've tried to be healthy for the last couple of weeks. So I've been like going for a run pretty much every morning and I'm not eating anywhere near as much sugary stuff because when I go to the shops, I'm like, well, who else has touched this Turkish delight? So the fear <laughs> of what's on the Turkish delight has put me off buying the Turkish delight. So but fuck it. Good. Delight. Fuck it. It's worth the risk anyway. Let's, get, let's have it. <laughs> if somebody it's else is buying the Turkish delight, take the wrapper sure. Nathan, when you get home, Put the Turkish delight somewhere where it won't be touched for three hours. You know, COVID will have died by that stage, and you can but, but, away. But has anybody, has anybody definitive? Because I've checked this up about 10 times because it's the same, there is that moment when you're at your front door and the box is there and you're standing over it, weighing up your options as to how you pick it up without actually touching it. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, maybe I should, maybe I should investigate how long this actually lasts because my parents sent up uh, a couple of things in the post for my kids and the same thing like they're, they're waiting for it and they rush the door and I'm like do not touch that post I'm like <laughs> holding it up in the air with the scissors opening it dropping everything out. and I'm like well they posted it last Friday and it only arrived today like surely anything but what if it could have been on it? it yeah but I know I know but this so, but how long does it last oh, sorry I, look. I, I know I'm slightly psychotic about this and I feel very comfortable being psychotic about it but and Post have just launched this national postcard thing. Am I the only one thinking this is fucking crazy? No, I think it's a good idea because um, it's going to keep people in touch. I don't think it's actually going to spread through. I, like, how many transmissible cases have there been proven where somebody got it from, from a postcard? Back of a stamp. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I mean, most people I mean, are getting it from human contact, it seems. Yeah. That the over, you know, this is like, I, I think that it's, it's clear that people really have that fear, but it, I don't think it's been um, proven just yet that it is like a massive source of infections. Yeah, I mean, mm. I, don't, I don't know, yeah. yeah it's, it's, you it's you are days. most likely right, Joe, yeah. <laughs> most likely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, like the confusion, the confusion coming back from the shops as to what I had touched, where and when. Yeah. Despite the fact I wore gloves the entire time I was in the shops, I threw them straight into the wash when I got home. I'm like, but wait a second. I've so you're wearing gloves and then wait, I touched the... Woolen gloves, like normal woolen gloves. Yes. Right. We've got some of the plastic gloves and they don't really feel great, to be honest. It didn't feel like it's uh, any use at all. It's a real sweat fest in those plastic gloves. Oh, it's grim. 
is. It's horrible. But look, the problem is you can wear the plastic gloves, but you are then touching items with those gloves and then touching other mm. items with those gloves. Then you're yeah. taking them off, but you've still, you've still poured everything in your trolley, which could be contaminated. <laughs> yeah. These gloves are absolutely useless. Yeah. The process of what, what to touch when... What, do you wash your hands before you go out the box and then like in the middle of the box when you're taking well, it out of the box do you rewash so this your, is like yeah this is this uh this social distancing are you, are you having that at home no no of course not so uh, everybody's expecting a baby boom in uh, nine ten months i am not expecting a baby boom in nine ten months i think the birth rate's going to fall here <laughs> a lot of time a lot of people with a lot of time together, terrified of actually doing anything, terrified of like, are we allowed to do this? What? <laughs> are we allowed to do this? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you trying to find a COVID-19 <laughs> transmission we, proof method? There's, um, we, we have an email address at work, which is like, you know, for inquiries about COVID-19. I think, Jerry, you should just email the, uh, the head department and ask them if, uh, if this is something that's legit. I can't get myself and my wife go at it. Jerry's <laughs> there flipping Jared's through frozen. the pages trying to find... He's, he's going through the end there. <laughs> I all look, I all look. He's frozen on this like, very sceptical look at <laughs> The most perfect time in the chat. I don't know if he's just become silent and uh, giving us the evil eye. Um, uh. but, um, yeah, oh, he's gone, he's, he's gone. I'll be back. I'll be back there in a second. The I I found I don't know what, what about you, but um, the levels of effective communication now. Jerry, welcome back. And uh, we've moved on from talking about you and your wife, uh, whatever you're having yourself. Um, well, you better be better be careful for that one. I, I didn't hear any of that. So <laughs> you'll hear it back in the podcast. It's it's fine. Um, I was just going to make the point about effective communication. Like it, it feels to me like that. Um, do you know the way, like, there's a very Irish thing up to about a month ago where somebody says, oh, how are you getting on? Like, Jerry, you said earlier, oh, how's the head or whatever? And people go, yeah, fine, yeah. And there could be, like, all sorts of turmoil going on. Um, but, like, you never really... I don't know if it's that uniquely Irish either, but it's quite a human trait to just say, listen, everything's fine. And on we go. I find now, like, um, I mentioned, like, the sort of six, seven, eight people that I meet when they're out for a walk and you go, how are you getting on? And there's a real honesty about, like, with absolute strangers about, yeah, geez, I'm having a great day yesterday now, but like today is feeling a little bit better. Like it just feels like we've opened this thing of honest and more effective communication that um, I'm not saying we don't like squeeze the lid tightly again when all this is what in whatever shape done uh, down the track. But like if there's one positive out of this thing, I've definitely found that. And everyone yes. Goes, what the <laughs> is he on about? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, a def, definitely the it's the same conversation with everyone, and everyone is in some way scared shitless. But going through a grieving, like it's been fascinating watching Britain over the past week, who've gone through the same grieving process as Ireland only a week later, and, and much the same quicker type of things, much quicker. But on a on a in on a end. Thursday night. Yeah they're the ones who are all queuing up like just 500 people outside a supermarket and like we had with people in the pubs and everyone's out, absolutely outraged and then almost self-policing in terms of social distancing like this morning people are still going to work like it's just i think everyone's gone through pretty similar experience so yeah. whereas like the exact same like i think it's just the the unknown but yeah it'll be interesting to see whether 
in a year's time, there is more of an openness in society because of this? Yeah, I mean, it's very difficult to know what the long range implications of this are going to be on any level for anything. Like, you know, we were talking earlier about sport. Are there people going to be in, in big crowds at matches? I'm not sure. Go on, Dave, sorry. Uh, well, it's sort of on that. Do you think that when all of this is over, that we will have a really deep, heartfelt appreciation for the return of things that we once took for granted and that there would be an appreciation that would be long lasting or like everybody's sense of perspective. Like if, when we, when, when we, know, we know of a father, for example, who has maybe died of cancer or something and he's left a couple of kids behind them and it makes you think, God, I need to be a better dad. I need to be a better person. I need to stop sweating the small stuff. Honestly, how long does that sense of perspective last? A day? two days maybe, perhaps a, until a day after you've been to the guy's funeral and you're heartbroken for him and his family. But let's face it, three or four days later, you're back bitching about the same little irrelevant small things that you were beforehand. When we get back to normality or something close to normality, will we have this long standing appreciation for being able to go to a football match or within the first 90 minutes of the first game will we have forgotten about it already? Yeah. I kind of look forward to the day where we can carry on like that again, to be honest. Like, it is great having had, particularly over the, like I spoke last week about the early days that all this thing sort of started to happen and it does um, give you a brand new appreciation for every single day uh, that you wake up and you feel okay and everybody in the house feels okay and all that sort of stuff. And like, fingers crossed, obviously, in that front, but a long road to travel. But um, like, in some ways, I kind of want back the days where you wake up and you're not really thinking about that stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think um, like it is really interesting that the the a lot of the people who are at the front line of this are like stocking shelves in supermarkets or hospital orderlies and uh, people on zero hours contracts who are you know delivery people um, who we can't do without in our society. It turns out, and we don't treat them very well. Um, and I, I would hope that there is a change, Dave, in that in that we kind of come together and go, you know what, these jobs are really important. And uh, as a society, we need to decide that we're going to protect them and we're going to protect the health service properly. Um, you know, it's all very boring stuff, but like uh, we, we don't have enough ICU beds probably because we didn't want to invest. But it turns out you can't not invest in that because if you do, then your society isn't looking after its own people. Like, um, I, I don't know what the hell is going to happen. I do, I, I was in um, a supermarket a couple of days ago and uh, the items I was buying were being scanned by the woman at the, at the till and I asked her, look, how have the last couple of days been for you, all you guys? She said, oh, you know, it's so busy and it's tough enough. And I said, well, look, you're doing an absolutely unbelievable job. And I could see that that meant something to her. A stranger uttering those few words actually meant something to her. And Obviously, we hugely appreciate the doctors and the nurses and the people in the ICU wards and the people who are putting themselves in harm's way. But like you say, what would be perceived as lesser jobs by some people, they're just as important. They, like, we will not be able to feed the lads their cereal and toast in the morning if no one turns up for work at these places. And the jobs they're doing are so vital. And a little encouraging word from a few people every day, I'm sure will make some small difference.
We've lost. I think we've yeah. lost a couple. Of, yeah. I'm, I'm. Are we running out of time? By the way, but yeah, we're not. We're really running. Yes. It's left. I think Jarrah's gone off a little bit of a spatical there again, giving us the evil eye. Um, but yeah, no, I hear you, Dave. I think you're dead right. I think the encouraging words for everybody who's go about your day, I'm definitely finding is uh, like keep at it, keep strong, sort of stuff for uh, neighbours, friends, as you say, people at the front line. Um, it can only be good. So look, I think we'll wrap up, lads. I think Jarrah, I don't know if Jarrah's going to come back there or not, but we are, I think, pretty much at the limit. But the way we're turning these things, back, we, need, we need to try and keep things fresh. Oh. You know? It's uh, nearly as good as. Yes, yeah, yeah, most definitely. We're uh, we're Let's nearly as good sure as Golf Weekly. Uh, next one is better. <laughs> one of our Golf Weekly listeners pointed out that we struggle to do a Golf Weekly when the Masters is on. Yes, the second every bit of sport is cancelled, suddenly we can churn one out every single week. It's remarkable. <laughs> yeah, no coincidence, Nathan, is what I'd say. Right, mm-hmm. gonna, we are going to try and um, <laughs> we are going to try and knock these out as often as we possibly can um, over hey, oh. two weeks and months. <laughs> I was trying to come up with an alternative expression there as we were chatting, but uh, alas, it wasn't to be <laughs> company I'm in. I feel it's appropriate as well. Um, Jerry, you're... Jerry's face is frozen in a way that he looks like he may have just been. <laughs> <laughs> you're back just in time to say goodbye to everybody. Right, okay. Uh, well, if anybody has any advice or, yes. for us, I think that's, that's how this should work, right? Dadcast at offtheball.com. You can use the hashtag dadcast. You can get us on Twitter at dadcastpod. Or indeed, you can just leave a review on iTunes and we'll uh, read those reviews. I haven't read them in ages, so um, I don't know if there's any updated ones. But if you want to get involved, then uh, that's a good place to do it. And we will um, see you maybe later this week and certainly next week. Best of luck, folks. Take it easy. See you, lads. All right. Good luck. Good luck, good luck.